we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good one? There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on my Charlemagne the God. I'm a lovable asshole. And this is the Breakfast Club, bitches. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Start of the work week. Good morning to you. Why is in here jet black? Like why is all the lights off? Like is there a reason for that? No, it's not. No, no lights on in here whatsoever. Why? 
Mm-hmm. It's usually like this ain't that the until, quiet storm until Nick comes and makes you turn on the light and starts taping us. This ain't the quiet storm. We're not in here at midnight till six in the morning playing the greatest slow jams you've ever heard in your life. Well, good morning to you, sir. Jesus Christ! How was everybody's weekend? It was good. Oh, uh, my weekend was fantastic. What y'all do this weekend? Anything? I was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Working and shout out to everybody in Chicago. I went to um, Soho House in Chicago too and spent the day there. Before I came home, I had a great time. Oh, okay. Nice, Charlamagne. Uh, on Saturday, you know, um, salute the Rock Nation and Team Rock. You know, they had the uh, United Justice Coalition Summit. Um, so I moderated a panel on the decriminalization of mental health uh, with my man Shaka Senkor, Dr. Alfie Breland Noble, uh, Paul Samuels, and Attorney General Tish James was on the panel, so salute to everybody that uh, came out this weekend for that. And then um, Saturday night, uh, I witnessed by far the greatest comedy show that I've, I've, I've ever personally seen in my lifetime, and that was uh, you know Kevin Hart and, and Chris Rock with a surprise appearance by Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle opened the show for them. That was, that was mm. phenomenal. If you was at the Garden on Saturday night, then uh, you witnessed something very, 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 very spectacular because all three of them are on there a game in in much much different ways than uh we might be used to. Okay. <laughs> and that's saying a lot, right? Because you're talking about three of the greatest living comics ever, right? So to say that Kevin Hart is absolutely putting out his best material right now is not an understatement at all. Okay. And you know Chris Rock is just a Brooklyn philosopher who who whose whose observations of the world uh just makes makes sense of the, this planet, you know. So. Salute to everybody who went out to the garden, man. That was that was fantastic. So that's the Rock Heart Tour, right? Mm-hmm. The Rock Heart Tour, but 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 Dave surprised everybody in the beginning because, you know, nobody was expecting Dave Chappelle. So so the low, you just see the C logo pop up, no introduction, no nothing. He just walks out, and man, I wasn't alive during the uh, well, I was alive during the 1900s and uh, 80s, but I wasn't there when Michael Jackson just stood on that stage. Remember when Michael just stood on the stage mm-hmm. and everybody was passing out and yelling and screaming? He didn't say a word. Yep, that's how I was. Wow. Like Dave just walked out, didn't say a word, and everybody just lost their mind, standing ovation before he even said a word. Wow. Yeah, it was fantastic. Well, that's dope. Shout out to those fantastic. Channels. Yeah, the and tour also, is at the Barclays tonight. Too. Yeah, the Barclays tonight. And also shout to uh, Trey the Truth. It was Trey weekend out in Houston where he does and gives back to the city, whether it's. Uh, filling up people's gas tanks or giving uh, backpacks and bikes. And I went out there and supported him this weekend as he was uh, doing all that stuff in the city. So salute to uh, Trey. Salute to Trey. Dave was there too. That, that's why Dave, he, he left to go to Trey there. Yeah, which, which is there yesterday, dope. I think. Yep. So shout to uh, Trey the Truth and Lynn and Turkey Lake and everybody in Houston, man. I love the fact that they give back so much out there. So we were out there supporting them. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Bill Bellamy will be joining us this morning. We're going to kick it with Bill Bellamy. Man, this is a great interview when you guys get to hear Bill Bellamy talk about a lot of things that he's never discussed before. That's right. We'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh, wait. Front page news. What are we talking about? I was like, no, we're not. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, Bishop Lamar Whitehead. He's a Brooklyn bishop. He was robbed in the middle of his live stream service on Sunday. That's wild. Brooklyn is just different, man. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., Only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses. Helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. 
Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Everybody, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some fun. Breakfast Club after dark, because we ain't in pitch black. Somebody light a candle, man. When we starting easy. All right, well, let's start with Bishop Lamar Whitehead in Brooklyn. He was robbed in the middle of his live stream service on Sunday. This was at the Leaders of Tomorrow International Ministries in Canarsie. It was around 11, 14 a.m. And three masked, three masked gunmen burst in, according to police. And here's how it went down while he was preaching. Yo. All right, right, right. All right, right. Yo, all right, all right. Mm-mm-mm. Brooklyn now, is just different. He went live and said, yes, they robbed me in my church. And here's what else Bishop Lamar Whitehead had to say. As I was preaching, I seen um, three to four armed men come in. You know, it was specifically for me and, um, and of course, my wife. And when I seen them come into the sanctuary with their guns, I told everybody, get out. Everybody just get out. Right. Everybody get out. I didn't know if they wanted to shoot. Um, the church up or um, if they um, were just coming for a robbery and um, they were all black men and um, they had masks but I can see their face Um, and they came in and they took all of my wife's jury and took all of my jury all right here's what else he had to say as far as whether or not he knew these men and then they left however these uh, young men didn't know that cameras were on and we know um what car you was driving they was driving in a white mercedes cla benz we know what car you're driving in and we also know that you switched your clothes in the car because i ran after them but we know that they changed clothes and they took the masses off and then they left what did they get other than the pastor's jury and the first lady's jury? Now they're saying that they, uh, mm-hmm. he says they stole $400,000 worth of jewelry. Who the hell had $400,000 worth of jewelry on in the church? I mean, Jesus Christ. Him and his wife, according to Why? <laughs> I've actually been to his church and I did a peace walk with him before why were you in wearing, Brooklyn. I'm the, why are you wearing $400,000 in jewelry anyway other than not on stage, but why in the church? Yeah, but even, even if he did, that's his right to wear what he wants to wear. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get it. But this is right, right? You can wait whatever you want. It definitely is right, but why? This is what I want to know. <laughs> I mean, it could have been a really better? expensive watch. You know, some watches are worth a lot more. Yeah, he could have been wearing a Richard Mille. I don't, I don't know what he was <clears throat> wearing, but. Well, that's that, all they that, got that was shit, the jury? That shit didn't yeah. matter. Oh, well, desperate times call for desperate measures. People out here down bad financially, and it's only going to get worse. And you don't have to be rich. You just have to be. You know, have more than the next man. But I thought they took some money or something. I thought it was the tithes and the offerings. I didn't know that the pastor and the first lady had $400,000 worth of jewelry. Yeah, no, it was the jewelry. Oh, that must have spread around Brooklyn. That, they, people knew that. They were like, yo, he being there with this much. He, Bishop mu- Lamar Whitehead's pretty well known in Brooklyn. He actually also ran for Brooklyn Borough President this year. Well, yeah, so everybody knows him. So he'll be. So those people will be locked up by. And he's Wednesday. brought a lot of people into the church before. Fifty Cent's been there. A little. A lot of people have gone there. Yeah, but how do you rob the pastor as he's preaching on live? They, right. They're down bad financially. What are you talking about? These people don't care. You, th- you think people care when they're trying to survive? 
And when people try to rob somebody, there's certain people you rob and certain people you don't rob. You just yeah. figure nobody right, can rob right. the pastor. Yeah. They're going to hell. Preaching. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all keep thinking that these people Talking are about playing the good by the words. rules. That's all. That's I guess a, you're going to hell anyway for going around robbing people. That's our problem. We we born in the 1900s, so you know we still move by a certain code, a certain value, certain ethics, certain people you don't deal with. But this generation don't think like that. But we don't know how old these people are either. I know that they from. The, I know they from this generation. Though. It don't have to be age. It's just they're from this generation. This generation just moves differently. You, you, you just don't rob the preacher though. He's no, our in our generation we didn't rob the preacher. <laughs> He's speaking the good word. Okay. God will this, save you. And in this generation, anything goes. <laughs> right, that's right. right. Well, that is your front page news. And guess what? What? God knows their heart, so they feel like they they can ask for forgiveness, <laughs> and, and the pastor will give it to them, and God will give it to them. I guess they'll be in jail by Wednesday, though. All right, well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, uh, Clint from Alabama. Hey, what's up, Clint from Alabama. What's up, brother? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, Charlemagne and you. How y'all doing? Peace, Good morning. King. How are you? Good morning. What's up? Get it off your chest. I called in before. Uh, I was. Uh, I've been blessed to have uh, written and self-published five uh, books of poetry. And uh, I googled the guy's address and I sent uh, uh, three of you guys a book, but I don't got it because that's been like maybe like three, four weeks. Uh, what's what's the name of the book? Power to the people from sixteen nineteen to modern day. Okay. And uh, MVR, I purchased one of your books. I, I also sent it. I mailed it. In, I wanted you to sign it. But I, I don't know if I put the wrong address, but I Googled the address. Well, your phone, your you phone is cutting in and out, but if you if you go on hold, we'll give you the correct address where you can send some stuff up in. Yeah, I think you need to stop Googling addresses. Yeah. Bro. And makes... tell us your name so people <laughs> listening can maybe support and buy your book, too. Power to the People. Yeah, Power to the People from 1619 to modern day. And it's all, I'm, on, uh, I'm on Amazon and uh, Books a Million. At uh, Barnes and Noble. All okay, right. hold on, brother. We'll get you the correct address. All right, I want to say this before I get out the phone, and I'm 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 gonna let you go. I mean, what if the world comes to man when when people are walking in the middle of church service, rock church? That's what that's what we do. Man, y'all that. can't be surprised about this, bro. I am. I'm. I'm like, it's it amazing to me that the stuff that like, you can't when you look at the world and everything that's happening, you cannot be surprised about this. Yeah, so there's, there's nothing there's nothing that can happen today that will that surprise you. That's right. We know there's nothing sacred no more. There's not, There's absolutely nothing sacred in this generation whatsoever. Man, not the church, though. All right. Hello, Keep thinking this? That. Good morning, Breakfast Club. How y'all doing, man? This is Tyler. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Chilling, chilling, chilling. I'm actually just uh, had a great weekend. And, uh, man, <laughs> a really great weekend. I ain't going to lie. My brand turned six years old uh, as an entrepreneur. I've been in business six years, and I'm very excited about that, man. Congrats. And just tribulations and just... Hard times and just all kind of crap, man. I made it, and I really wanted to just, you know, shout out to all the other entrepreneurs out there that are really trying to do it, and just keep it going, man. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Salute to you, brother. Absolutely, absolutely, man. But I just want to shout out the brand, man. It's called Dingo Zero Nine Two Five. I'd appreciate some support, man. I'm just trying to get it off the ground and, you know, really get out here. You know, shout me out on Instagram, Dingo Zero Nine Two Five. And at my website, dngo0925.com, man. I'd love to send you all some merch if I could. Yeah, absolutely. Send it up here. Hold on. We'll get somebody to give you the correct address. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Have a good day.
Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everyone. Power 105.1. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yeah. What's up, Trav? What's up, Yee? Trav. What's up, Sean? How are you? Peace, sis. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just called up to, you know, do a little promotion. Do a little promotion, y'all. Because I dropped my EP hosted by Angela Yee and DJ Envy. I dropped it this weekend. I know. That's so, right. That's right. So I want people to go listen to it. It's called Unexpected Arrival. Don't be hating over there, Sean. Don't say nothing. It's called Unexpected Arrival. And you can find it on Apple, Tidal, Spotify, anything. Just search for Twin Wams, W-L-L-M-Z, and expect an arrival. Okay. All right, we sending you the invoice for this commercial you just did too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I don't even get an invoice from G and Envy for hosting it, so mind your business. That's them. We always got you, Chav. Okay. Well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, you'll see. People keep asking me what I had to do for Envy to get on it. That's none of my business. Wow. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Well, I don't have to worry right. about that with Trav. Trav. You're not my type, Trav. Sorry. Envy, yeah, did y'all listen to it yet? Y'all on it. Did y'all listen to it? No, but I will today now that I know it's out. Y'all didn't listen to it and y'all did it? I didn't know it was out. I'm he saying y'all didn't listen to the music this. before y'all did it? We did a drop. Oh, y'all just did a drop? <laughs> we did a drop. And he put hosted by y'all? We did a drop. It's Trav. He's our guy. All right. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? This is Paul representing H-Town, Houston, Texas. What hey, up, Paul? Paul? I just left uh, Houston. What's going on? Hey, man, what's going on, fellas? Hey, man, hey, what's going on, Charlotte, man? What's going on, Envy? Peace, King. Um, um, I just wanted to get something off my chest this morning, man. I've been taking care of my two sons for the last six years. Um, their mother has done nothing for them. And now my young king just got into Morehouse, one of the most prestigious HBCUs in the country. Congratulations, Congrats. King. Hey, I appreciate it. And um, his mother, we, we don't have the tuition to get him in right now. We're still working. You can go to uh, GoFundMe and go to Michael the Morehouse if you want to support him. But his mother won't even return his call. Return his he calls? Yeah, he's asking her for help so we can get the tuition to get in the Morehouse. And she won't even return his call. And we always hear about men or deadbeats. This woman is a deadbeat. <laughs> like, and we don't say anything about the women who just walk away and don't help their kids. We always say it's just the men that's out there leaving their kids and not doing anything for their kids. And I just want to, like, put it out there. It's not just us. You know, it's women out there doing that same thing. I tell you this, though, bro. I wouldn't want to shame her simply because that's that's got to be tough, right? Like, when your, your child gets an opportunity like that, but you still can't, you know, provide them with that extra they need to, to get in. So, you know, I, I don't want to shame her for that. Like, that's got to be tough on her, you know? It's not a shaming thing. It's more of like, what have you been doing for the last six years? Like, he could have saved $200 a month for the last six years if we would have had enough to get him in. Right. But you've done nothing. You know what I mean? You've done absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's always a shame when somebody's not stepping up to the plate to take care of their own flesh and blood. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah, a but, uh, Is she not taking care of them or she just can't get the tuition right now? She's not been taking care of them at all in any way, shape, or form. Food, clothes, shoes, anything at all. He's saying Jesus. there's a stigma that it's usually men that are like that, but there's women that also I, I totally get it. have I'm been just, deadbeats. I totally get it. I'm sorry for you, brother, and, and congratulations. Did you check uh, Morehouse and, and check for grants and financial aid and all that, brother? 
we've been that's all we've been doing for the since they told us they had to drop his classes. Um, but again, I do want to ask that you guys put it out there. Go fund me, Michael to Morehouse, because I am trying to get my young king in there, man. I, I believe that this opportunity could change his life. Yeah, it definitely will. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but keep looking because I know there's a lot of places online that give grants and definitely give help and financial aid that'll help people out. I and I appreciate you guys. Y'all have a good day, man. Good luck, All right, brother. brother. Peace. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up now. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, and let's talk about this new bill that they're proposing that would require the fathers of unborn children to pay child support from the moment of conception. We'll tell you what 50 Cent had to say when he reacted to this proposal. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. 
AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Roly Bands, who is from Tampa, was gunned down over the weekend. He posted in, on his uh, Instagram, a lot of these Embers know where I live at. For real, I sleep in peace. If an Ember wants smoke, I'm at my crib in five minutes. Well, unfortunately, people who did know where he lived showed up and they sh- shot him outside of his apartment. He was then rushed to the hospital where he died, uh, according to All Hip Hop. Yes, so our condolences uh, to him and to his family and friends for something so unfortunate like that to happen. Yeah, I hate when I hear about uh, rappers for the first time after they're dead. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've never heard of this brother in my life. But as soon as he gets killed, you know, you, you see you see it all over the place. So send a healing energy to, you know, his family for sure. All right, now 50 Cent has reacted to this proposed abortion bill that... Uh, you know, is it is being proposed by America's Republican Party. And according to this bill, it's called the Unborn Child Support Act. It would make it possible for mothers to get child support from conception and even get back pay dating back to the time of conception if paternity isn't determined until after a child's birth. So a lot of people have said they did this under the guise of possibly having a federal abortion ban enacted due to its legislation. And so 50 Cent then said, OK, F this. I quit. So, what do y'all think about that? Paying I, don't, I don't even understand what, what it is. What is it? Paying child support from conception. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. When baby's not born, what happened if... And what if it's not yours? Yeah. That's the other thing. Or if the baby passes, during, if there's a miscarriage. But what if it's not yours? Like a lot of you know, a lot of people have Get to, test have to after, wait yeah. to, see and to see if the baby is theirs. What if it's, the baby's not even yours? So, how do they even decide that? That doesn't make sense. Because usually when you start paying child support, it's after it's been determined the, that baby, the baby is, is yours. yours. Or, or so, not even that. Let's say the baby doesn't make it. So you pay four or five months of child support, six months of child support, and the baby passes away, have a miscarriage. You don't get that back. Right. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't see how something like that could potentially And a lot work. of people have miscarriages. Yeah, I just don't see how something like that could potentially work. That doesn't make especially sense. Especially if you don't know if the baby is yours. Yeah, they're also saying that you can um, determine paternity and then get back pay. From the point of conception. So what if that happens? Like they determine it is your baby after the baby's born. And question, what do you need what do you need money for? Usually you get child support because the baby needs pampers or milk or Well, you also have, you know, doctor's appointments and things like that that you have to handle. Right? Yeah, but isn't it usually covered? Isn't insurance usually Obamacare or whatever kind Obamacare. of people maybe have. not Obamacare. maybe not time off of work maybe <laughs> not care. car it's rides Monday, huh? it's Monday huh? to just, and from just throwing things out yeah. there huh? <laughs> I don't know the insurance it's some type of care <laughs> some type of care Obamacare somebody care somebody gotta care <laughs> all right now there's this rumor going around that Elon <laughs> Musk had uh, an affair with Google co-founder Sergey Brin's wife so they're saying that uh, according to these reports and this was in the Wall Street Journal. 
They said there was a situation where he uh, ended up divorcing his wife in January upon learning of her alleged affair with Elon Musk. According to these reports, according to the Wall Street Journal, Elon Musk reportedly dropped to his knees and begged for uh, forgiveness from his longtime friend. Now, Bryn did file for divorce in January, citing irreconcilable differences, according to court documents. And they said there is a strained relationship now. And the alleged affair took place when Elon Musk had broken up with his girlfriend Grimes. Well, according to uh, Elon Musk and his Twitter account, he's saying that this never happened. He said, this is total BS. Uh, Sergi and I are friends and we're at a party together last night. I've only seen Nicole twice in three years, both times with many other people around, nothing romantic. So if you've seen this report floating around, uh, that is his response. Okay. All right. Now, YK Osiris and Tory Lanez had a little back and forth. Apparently, YK Osiris says that Tory Lanez was laughing at his art, laughing at his music. But then I guess they spoke and made up. Here's what YK Osiris had to say. Hey, first of all, Tori, I just want to say you wanted the ghost. I gave you your flowers. You wanted the ones. I look up to you for sure. Vocals are amazing. You can't deny that. So let's get it understood. What I don't f is you one of my posts, you know, laughing and giggling at my heart. I was just in Vegas with you on some brother, brother, whatever you want to call it. But I get it because, you know, I, a lot of on myself. So I get it. I just expect things from, like to where like that I don't I don't condone because if you drop your music I'm not playing with you like that I salute anything you do so I just want to say that it's all there's no animosities. Erica Badu told y'all about artists and how they sensitive about that now. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Why are you laughing, laughing at, at my music? And why was he laughing at it? He was saying it's trash. What was he laughing at? Was it a lie? I mean, I don't care. You wouldn't want somebody laughing at your music, though. Well, other artists, yeah. You probably can deal with that coming from like the regular people and not consumers, but not, but, but not another artist, because another artist should understand. Right? All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about? Man, who has declared monkeypox an international public health emergency. The World Health Organization has now said that it is a public health emergency. What does that mean? All right, we'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Tangeray by Stephanie Johnson and Brandy Stanton. Here's Stephanie Johnson spilled a tea on her past life as the famous burlesque dancer Tangeray. Start listening with a free 30-day Audible trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Where we starting, Yeezy? All right. Well, there were two people killed and five others injured. This was during a shooting at a park in L.A. at San Pedro's Peck Park. There was an informal car show taking place at the park at the time. And four men and three women were taken to a local hospital. Two of those people were pronounced dead. According to investigators, they believe the shooting began as a dispute between two parties at the park. So they said they are continuing to look for evidence and potentially additional victims as well. So the city did declare a tactical alert because of the large number of officers sent to the scene. Yeah, very sad. Heard about that. Very, very sad. All right, and the World Health Organization on Saturday declared monkeypox a public health emergency of international concern, and that is designed for the most serious global disease outbreak. So monkeypox is on the list as six other outbreaks since 2007. That's COVID, Zika, the um, H1N1 flu, polio, and Ebola. Now, is monkeypox an STD? I thought I read that somewhere that they call it an STD or Because something. Dr. Fauci said that it spread uh, the most through man-on-man um, 
contact, which I didn't understand. Why even say that if it's not an STD? Yeah, because you can also, I guess, get it through respiratory droplets, contaminated items like clothing or bedding. So it does include kissing, sexual contact, but it also can be just any type <clears throat> of contact with <clears throat> sheets, bedding, and all of that. Why did he highlight the the, the, the male-on-male community, though? I didn't understand that either. But we have we have audio. Well, if you look at the numbers, the overwhelming proportion of people who have been infected are men who have sex with men. But it is not exclusive to that demographic so why group. Why is that? It is an infection mm-hmm. that is spread by close physical contact, skin to skin contact. Why say that if it's not exclusive to that group? And question, how do monkeys feel about monkeypox? How is this impacting the monkey community? Are they being fairly undiscriminated against? Okay, uh, are people avoiding them at the zoo? Is it fair to name this after a whole community if it didn't come from them? You should ask people of Peter. I'm sure they have a, a statement. I want to talk to the monkeys. I don't want to talk to Peter. Peter always speaking for the monkeys. What, what, what do the monkeys have to say? Well, they do have a know. vaccination, and they are also relying on testing to reduce transmission and prevent monkeypox from becoming endemic. All right. Chickens have also chimed in and told the monkeys, uh, welcome to our world. Now y'all know how we feel. Oh my goodness. Now, Cadillac is moving back into a market that they haven't occupied in decades, and that is ultra-luxury cars. They have a new car that is expected to cost as much as $300,000. It's called the Celestique. Is that right, Envy? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, GM has not officially confirmed or disputed this, but they said that they have not announced a date when actual production will begin. They do have a car that they unveiled that's a show car version of it, but executives have said the production will be very close in appearance, except that it will be highly customizable by individual buyers. So could be interesting. And I guess the Escalade is what does really well for Cadillac always. That's a product that they are most tied into and identified by. No, yeah. Not right now, Cadillac. Inflation has, is at an all-time high. You better work on a more affordable car. That's what y'all should be doing. Yeah, I don't think that's that's smart for Cadillac, unless they make it a very limited edition and then people are going like crazy to try to get it. But if that car is $300,000 and somebody can afford a car that's $300,000, they'll probably get a Bentley and Rolls Royce instead. I just think that's too expensive. I don't think it's a smart decision. Especially with inflation being at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Do they have... Gas um, prices just started going down. People can barely afford gas. How they going to afford a $300,000 car, man? Do they have electric Bentleys and Rolls Royces on the way or Yes, a- absolutely. Boy, y'all rich. Next year, everybody, I think in the next, I believe it's 10 years, I believe 60% of the fleet of all manufacturers have to be electric. So Ferrari, uh, Bentley, Mercedes. Y'all are so rich. BMW, Lamborghini, they all have to start switching to electric. That's why they started with it's the electric. hybrid as well. Woogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> Man, y'all rich. That's why they started with hybrid, which is gas and electric, but they, they'll start going to electric soon in the next, I believe, uh, seven to ten years. Every, have, every dealership, every every car brand. Thank you. Thank you for this. I have to admit, I was just waiting to see when all of these cars I can't afford were going to become electric. Honda, too. Honda. Now you're talking my language. Kia. Now you're talking my language. Toyota. There yeah, you go. All cars have to do there that. you go. Saturn. Now you now you talking our language. Now you talking to a mass majority of people. Make, still make Come on. No. Come, on. Make Saturn Come on. Don't Nissan. talk to 1% of the country Nissan. no more. There you go. Now Miss, you talking. Mitsubishi. There you go. Now you talking to a mass majority of people, not just 1% of the country. Okay, there you go. What's that little small car? The little, little small one. The smart car? Fiat. Fiat. What's the other one? <laughs> all right. Well, small that car too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is your front page news. Volkswagen. There you go. Now you're talking my language. Punch buggy, no punch That's what we need. You said every car, right? We need, yes. we, need, we need more affordable cars that are good for the climate. That's what we need more of. All right. 
All right. Well, when we come back, Bill Bellamy will be joining us. We're going to kick it with Bill Bellamy, comedian, of course. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. What? Bill Bellamy. Back. Back. <laughs> we in here. Yo, y'all got to make me like official play cousin. Yeah, no like, problem. I'm, like, I'm literally like, I feel like I'm I'm related to y'all. Like, he like, sees all of us outside of here. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm officially a part of the Breakfast Club. I love the feeling. Now, you said yesterday you were trying to outdrink Angela Yee. It's impossible. Impossible. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let it be known that the little oh, cutie right here, little oh shorty God. short, could walk through tequila like it's iced tea. Every time I see you, too, we Oh, have... my God. Like, I did King's Theater, right? Mm-hmm. It was like a month ago or so. Mm-hmm. So, Donnell Rollins is like, yo, B, if y'all hungry and you want some real Caribbean food, you got to go to the grill. Cool. We go there. Boom, boom. Next thing I know, here come little shorty Angela coming around the corner hey Bill she got a bottle in her hand already yeah. welcome to the grill boom boom that was the first one I was like I ain't even get my plantains I ain't get no beans no nothing but he was going for it and then, but then I'm thinking like I'm eating a little bit all I had was two pieces of chicken and a little rice here she come again round two boom thank <laughs> <laughs> you not lying I'm not making this up mm-hmm. we talking with some other people Donnell we laughing Lala's there yep. And your boy Anthony from, Ramos. And, and it's a bunch of people mm-hmm. that New York cats, right? Next thing you know, she's like, Belle, did I get you again? I was like, no. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> she do it every 15. Don't go out with her, bro. No, well, you know what I do when I, when he I do throws, he, he, Yeah, he throws his shots out. I throw it on the floor. <laughs> and you know what a waste that is? We are in a recession. You, you, you ain't never lit like we are. You like, you just... No, you, I, I got lit too many times. So you, Especially with Angela Yee, so I don't do it no more. You, you or got, what you do is you... <laughs> Take the shot, and then you get a chaser, and then you spit it back in the chaser. Oh, oh my God! Those no are the two you no do. DUIs so, Amber, you life. spit, you don't swallow. And, or don't 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 go there with her. Don't, just, don't, don't go there with her. Don't so, go there with her. She's so or nasty. what you she's do so is nasty. you get the bartender. You couldn't do it in this situation, but right. you get the bartender. You give her twenty dollars when we take shots to pour water in mine. Oh. But you know what I do? I switch with people because I know people do stuff like that. So when you're oh, with somebody you like Amber, you be like, here, you take this one, I'll take that one. Let's see. <laughs> No, yeah, no, she she's like she a pro, but I promise you, man, I had such a good time. So what's been going on? But of course, you I know, want comedy. my life back. Ah! <laughs> That's the name of the special. Yes, yeah, the special. When does that come out? June fourth. Out. It's out right now. Yeah, it's, it's out, out right now. It's, it's on Amazon Prime, and it's my best hour, just right. because it's the feeling that I think everybody got, like they mm-hmm. want their life back. Like mm-hmm. it's one of those sort of feelings that I think I captured the feeling of the country. Now you talk a, about the pandemic. You got a, you got a big family. So yes. how was the the family during? the pandemic with your kids and everything because Bro. now you're not on the road yeah. so you really got to talk to your sons and your, and your wife yo right? yo 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 I really have... realized like yo like I thought I knew my kids I learned my kids for real <laughs> them two years was grind time like like I'm like yo I know you're crazy I know you need more uh, education like I just realized <laughs> like you've been skipping class like yo I thought you were smarter than that and the funny thing is my kids play me one way play my wife the other way they come get me like in the driveway yo dad what's up and try to get me to go this way and then I come in the house and she be like what is it who said that dad. I'm like oh, are you trying to get me on a federal investigation, <laughs> federal investigation. Who's, who's the nicer more lenient one out of you and your wife if the kids uh, you know if they're I'll gonna ask, say me okay 
But the thing about me is I'm fair. Like I, I'm, I'm like I'm a throwback dad with mm-hmm. a little bit of the nuances of the the new dad. Well, my thing is my kids got to be accountable. Mm-hmm. Like I'll take care of you, but you got to do your thing. But they sometimes they be want to skip that and be like, oh my god, dad, you're like so aggressive. <laughs> I'm glad my daughter said that all the time. She <laughs> does. Why do you talk to me like that? You do talk. You do talk crazy. You know what it is? You both of you are performers. That's why, huh? because you probably are used to like getting on stage, and Envy's used to doing his DJ voice. Right. So sometimes well, daddy like, voice is different. Yeah, that's what I'm. It's supposed to be, but sometimes right. it might cross over into the. Yo, my daughter tried to pull some little smooth. Because girls, to me, like. I learned so much being a dad <laughs> of a girl. Y'all learn how to move early and y'all know how to manipulate. Like, but it's a smooth manipulate, not in a mean way. Like, I remember when my daughter was like 11, she was like, Daddy, I really think it's time to, for me to have a phone. All of my friends communicate with it and it would be a wonderful way for me to communicate with my <laughs> friends. So I need the iPhone 9. And I was like, you know what? That was a wonderful setup. Yeah, it's good. Go. I crashed my parents' car and I was only 15. You crashed the car? Yeah, I stole it, crashed the car, put it back in the driveway, didn't say anything. My dad came in, started yelling at me, and I was like, I'm okay, thanks for asking. Oh, oh you slick. Oh, I would beat my daughter's ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was crazy. I would beat my daughter's ass. No, but daughter. then you got to walk <laughs> off after that, you know? After, well, I would have grabbed you by Thank you for So the material thing, yeah, the so material thing. So the car's thing. more important to mm-hmm. me, daddy? Thank you. What did your dad say after that? What could he say? He was quiet. I think the best experience is having a daughter for a guy. What I love about being the father of a daughter is you learn your emotions differently. Right. Because you ain't going to ever be that way with your son. Correct. Like, they force you to deal with your feelings. Absolutely. It's unbelievable. You know what? That brings me to (laughs) I Want My Life Back because you also talked about how men aren't good at being side pieces, but women, as far as our emotions and (laughs) controlling things, I think it's funny because you talk about how we can be like, okay, I see you. Okay. But y'all will lose your mind. No, see, the, the funny thing about that joke when I first wrote that joke about men are not good at being side chicks Mm -hmm. because (laughs) men are ego driven correct and our egos can't bear the thought that we coming off the bench for a check I agree (laughs) no it's it's so when I used to when I first time I did that joke the first three nights I did it it caused fights one time a girl was like it's like that and I was like, he must be fresh in this situation with a side chick, and it's volatile in here. Next thing I know, whoop, 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 cops is at the comedy show. Wow. You mad at me over something I did two years ago. That's the worst explanation. Something I did two, <laughs> two years, years ago. Two years ago. Something I did a week, uh, yes. 10 years ago. Something I did five years. That's the worst thing It's on thing your books. It's, <laughs> on your book. it's on the books. <laughs> That's the word, because that just lights another fire. Like, what? What? You telling me when I should get over it? Yeah. And so the side chick thing, um, what I like about it was I flipped it the other way, because usually, you know, as as men, we we look at it from the female way. I wanted to flip it on us. Like, right. okay, now the, now the table's turned. How you living? <laughs> How you living when she walk in here and you see her real life? Like, that's that's tight on you. And you you with your lady. You gotta you gotta eat that. In the club and people see you. And, and that's most, when you know you in love with your side chick. Yeah, because you done, <laughs> the joke is men don't know their feelings. They learn them. 
Yeah, because y'all also <laughs> always try to act like you don't care. Yeah, dudes be acting like, y'all, I'm good, B, whatever she do. You're right, and I'm thinking now, you're right, you're right. We just had this into my crib, right? Right. So my wife was like, yeah, I'm thinking about going away with the girls. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Right. Until she bought the ticket. Yeah, you was like, yo, you really leaving? You really going? Like, 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 y'all leaving tomorrow, you really, tomorrow? Like you really leaving? Like in the morning, like how many days? And then I hit it with this, Bill. I, hit this, I said, so if me and my boys, we went on a boys trip. You right. do that you every cool weekend. You good with it? You be, you be cool with that? She'd be like, yeah, but you really don't go anywhere like that. I said, but what if I did? Yeah. I said, you really going to go? And then I started doing the math. I said, so wait a minute. You going to spend <laughs> this money to fly and I don't go? She was like, yeah, you said it was cool. You said, all right. I'm like, I ain't mean that, though. I ain't mean that. You ain't really mean it. <laughs> you should pay for her and all her friends on the girls' trip. You should pay for the um, villa. What? Be some good see, husband this, moves. See, Give us some game. Yeah. I'm telling be like, you, I'm going to I'm a, a pay for the villa for y'all. Or you know what you do? You pay for a dinner for a night or whatever. Mm -hmm. Let me treat you and the ladies to dinner. Y'all have a good time. And you smooth it over. Yeah, Oops. that's what you're supposed to do. She a pimp. Yeah, she, she is. Pimp. She, she is. <laughs> All right, we got more with Bill Bellamy. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Bill Bellamy. Now, let's talk about this podcast. You got a new podcast. Yes, sir. Top billing with Bill Bellamy. Yes. Talk about the podcast. So. And why you decided to do it. First and foremost, I'm going to give you your flowers, both of y'all. You know, you guys have done such a wonderful job of locking in on the culture. And one of the things that I want to give you your flowers about is like, you, you guys reminded me of my contribution to the culture. Like, I forgot. Remember I came in there and mm -hmm. I was talking about the different interviews I had with mm -hmm. like, you know, Lil' Kim and this and that. And I was like, yo, that's bugged out. Like, literally, I was on top of the game with everybody. And so it spawned it in my head that maybe I can contribute again to the culture, but in a way that I can control it the way I wanted to do it. Because mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to do a podcast that was my personality, plus funny, plus like kick it with all the top cats in the game. Mm -hmm. Like now that we grown. I saw the last episode you had Lunell on and y'all oh. had a really interesting conversation <laughs> about there. family. Yes. And it is different like when a woman, cause she, she goes on the road and mm -hmm. she didn't realize until she went on Ayala Fix My Life yes. with her family. You know, there, her, there were some issues with her being gone because sometimes as a person that works all the time, I'm sure, Envy, you could relate to that too. Mm -hmm. When you have kids, you travel a lot and you don't realize the effect of not being there. You're thinking about, I'm making money. I'm taking care of it. Right. To make your life better, but that also means a sacrifice of me not being able to be there. And I know for you, and you've said this, how you really had to step back because you wanted to make sure yeah, you didn't miss things. It's hard. Like when uh, Lunell did that interview, it was really emotional because I felt her pain, right? Because she was like, I'm a mom, I'm a female, you know, in a male dominated sport comedy and I'm grinding, I'm trying to take care of my family, blah, blah, blah. And she couldn't be there for her daughter like that. And I was like, dang, because we never think about the mm -hmm. other side mm -hmm. of, you know, you know, women going through it and being the maternal thing as a woman missing your baby, that's tough, right? So I was like, dang. So when I was getting, and this is the hardest thing for me, Envy, you can relate to this. When your success comes like that, you don't know when your wave comes. So you catch a wave and you got to go get it. Like, you know, the wave might stop. Right. So you're making all this money, you traveling, you on point, bing, bing, mm -hmm. bing. But then you got school stuff mm -hmm. and you got to Like, I knew I, I didn't care what I was doing. I was not missing daddy daughter dance mm -hmm. like that to me <laughs> was going to be my epic moment with my daughter. Like, there's no way she's in fourth grade and then all the dads showed up. I don't care if I had a 80 million dollar movie. I'm not doing it. Right. And so I had to pick and choose jobs based on my kids and my wife and my life and what we needed to do so that 
I wouldn't wake up one day and I have nothing. I would say since a kid, I've been waiting for the daddy daughter dance. And you know, I have four daughters and never had a dance. No, we never had that growing up either. We never had a dance. dance. Everything I've seen on TV, I've been dying. My one daughter, she's twenty, nothing, she's gone. Uh, my other one yeah, is, is nine. We haven't had one yet. The one that's five, still no. Bro, like it, I've been waiting for the daddy daughter dance. Yo, so it's probably the most epic. I'm gonna like, get a limo. You gotta, you gotta, yo, you gotta do it. Like you gotta make one up so you can have a feeling. You I gotta, wanna do it. You gotta do it in the house. Evie, why don't you start one and then? Yeah, every, you should start. Yeah. If you start it, Evie, right. do the daddy you daughter will, dance. You, you can do it at the car show. You will be heroic. You're right. Just you gotta create. I promise you, do it'll be so many dance. dads be like, "Every thank you, man, got me over here by my car crying, man." <laughs> Yo, that's I can't the... believe you did this at the car show. Or you can Every... do it at like one of your um, one of the buying houses, flipping homes. Uh, nah, nah, I'm a, I'm, I'm no, no, making really it, make it, make it an event, make it an event, <laughs> and it's for fathers and their daughters only. And it's a it's a dinner, and it's a situation where you can share with your daughter and create that moment. Your daughter never forget it, bro. It's, now, can it be a guy we just call daddy? Ah, <laughs> you can't come here. You, you definitely can't, can't come. But me and daddy want to come. <laughs> no, you can't come. She's like, can I bring my sugar, daddy? No, no. Now, on, on another episode yeah. on, on your podcast, you talked to Tony Rock. Yes, about sir. the infamous slap. And I know Tony Rock was upset, as he should. Like people, are like, oh, he's going too far. That's his brother. Yeah, that's period. That's his brother. He's like, gonna how express you can go how mad he is. Like, that's more than like, Chris Rock. I didn't, was, I didn't even know it was ten of them. Right, it's <laughs> a lot. It's Yo, a lot of rock. I was, walk, a lot of I was walking down. I was walking in my parking lot the other day, yeah. right? <laughs> and a brother pulled up to me. He's like, "Yo, what up, Envy?" I said, "What's up?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm on the rocks. I'm so and so rock." I had to think. I said, "Did I say anything about one of them?" Yeah, like, "What's rock, dude?" I say something about. No, I just said I messed with the show. But that's what he's supposed to do, especially when you have. You know, because we got people in the family. You got right. members in your family that's about that life. Like, they want to fight. Period. And you got members in the family that ain't about that life. Right. But the members of the family that's about that life going to stick up for that one all the Absolutely, time. And we have to think about that because he did have a little issue with Chris Rock at a point. I did. Me and me and Chris. Well, you, you don't know issue? No, what happened? Why would he know this? All right. It, was, it went viral for a second. So <laughs> Look at your face. <laughs> I was coaching my daughter's basketball team. Okay. Chris Rock's daughter and my daughter the same age. Okay. So his daughter played on the opposing team. Okay. So my girls, yeah, this is silly beef. (laughs) My girls went up to Chris after the game we won, and was like, "Can I have an autograph?" And he said, "No." So I, I took it offensive. I would have too. Next day we had another game, back to back games. Okay, right. Uh, uh, uh. So we have a good girl that was really good. I already know where you (laughs) at. So I didn't take out the game at all. No, she has (laughs) seventy. We we blew them out by eighty four. Come on, now that's disrespectful. <laughs> I love you. Blue that's disrespectful. You had to, right? And no. You know, this before uh, me and Chris knew each other. Right, right, right. I mean, so, you know, so this we, is sports stuff that you got to understand. In sports, it's sports and daddy stuff combined. But he had to. He had Kobe. But so think he, about the other girls on the team. Uh, we're not so bad. We're not. <laughs> so he's cursing at me at the game. No, know, yelling at me. This, that, the other. So I lead a girl in even more. Oh no! Hit a three. You going in? So okay. then after the game, my girls go go to him again. Can we get can we get a picture? No, because your coach is a. You know. I mean, that's a good reason. So that was it. So you know, I went on the radio next okay. morning, and, and you know, brought it on him a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And then he came up here, and then we squashed it out. But you know, it was you know. <laughs> but bro, listen, well, that, that, but that's a, that that is one of those moments. Like it's it's a beautiful dad moment. Because we'll do anything for our daughters Absolutely. and our kids. So it's like for you to say no to my child, you saying no to yeah, me. That, that so that's, that's personal. Because I, I I had the same scenario, mm-hmm. ready, but a little different. 
So it's Kobe's last game at the Clippers game. And my son, he was a Clipper boy. Like he was, you know, getting the towels and this stuff. So coach hooked him up and he was, he was at the game. So my son said, daddy, I got to get an autograph with Kobe Bryant. I said, okay, cool, cool. I was like, at the end of the game. So I see Kobe at halftime and I'm like, yo, this is my little man, right? He was like, yo, that's your man. I said, yeah. I said, can he get an autograph after the game? He said, I got you. Cool. Okay. So I'm good. I'm like, Kobe said yes. We good. Boom, last Daddy game. It year. means a lot. So Shaquem was with his with his son. We backstage. And I'm fi- I'm in my feelings a little bit because it's looking like Kobe is not going to do it. He's got 30, 40 people asking him questions, whatever. He don't see me. I'm standing there feeling like a groupie a little but, bit. But you're trying to get seen. You're trying to be seen. But you're like, this is my but son. But yo, I'm doing this, yo. You see? I'm doing this. Like, this is my little man. This is the kid that I had. Remember the kid that Remember my man that you said? Don't forget my man. Right. So I'm sitting there, right? And I'm like, am I playing myself? I'm I'm, I'm so Jersey right now. I'm, I'm bugging. Because now you did. Because I'm like, yo, How this is 40 minutes, B. 40 minutes? Got you baking. I'm like, yo, Kobe got me looking crazy in front of my son. And, son's I'm about, like, and my son's like, dad And my dad son's like, dad, I thought you knew him. Oh, <laughs> hit you with that. Oh, my hit God. You I thought you so, knew him. So, Angela, I'm, I'm, I'm spazzing, but I'm trying to contain myself. <laughs> so, Shaquem is like, yo, B, ease up. Ease up. It's for your son, B. You in your feelings. Relax. And as he's saying that, Kobe go, yo, B, come on. Let me sign you. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, I love you. <laughs> oh my god yo my ears was about to blow off I don't know why I took it so personal right. so I, I can relate right. to you I was like my uh, son is eight he loves you man <laughs> alright we got more with Bill Bellamy when we come back don't move it's the breakfast club good morning morning everybody it's DJ Envy Angela Yee Charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club we're still kicking it with Bill Bellamy Yee You've also been talking about this, the sequel for How, How to Be a Player. Yeah. You've been talking about this for almost 10 years now. Yeah, because I Bill just, still look like he's 21. So yeah, he I can still, still pull it. it off, right? I just got to get ripped a little bit because I got to have my shirt off in a couple scenes. So I'm going to have to stop <laughs> the bagels and I love bagels. So I, I came up with an idea, though, mm-hmm. that I want her in the movie. Mm-hmm. But she, you know, you can't be drinking in the movie. Not I the won't. whole movie, just one scene. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be walking through. You want another you one? Want another one? <laughs> Come on, Bill. So she, said, she said we should do it all girls version. Yeah, well, a woman's version of How to Be a Player 2023. You gonna be the star of it? I don't know if I could be the star, but I But you gonna be in it, it cause you a Absolutely. player though. How you do it I'm gonna help write it. She got all the moves. She know how to do it. We came up yesterday, we were talking about <laughs> this is the funniest. Yo, do you know how slick women in and how they stick together when mm-hmm. they got a lie? She said her team's like a girl's, they practice scenarios <laughs> so when they come up they're good bro let me tell you about Angela Yee oh my god I'll tell you just one story okay <laughs> Nets are playing in Brooklyn okay right I see Hove sitting at the at the, at the game mm-hmm. Angela Yee told me she was going on a date <laughs> and I guess the seats weren't as good as Hove we were in the box we had box seats they had box seats but right? you looking up it was too high Bill no. halftime she sit next to Hove <laughs> and then next to Mike Kaiser you lying left her date in 300 by himself balls <laughs> <laughs> No, I was I was honest. I was like, look, I'm gonna I was go sit courtside. I mean, I I didn't lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, enjoy your open bar. I'm we did good. a toast Next. before I went down. You d- ah! <laughs> yo, I can't believe you did that, but Why? I'm proud of you. It's a G move, though. I mean, who wouldn't do that though? But but see, the, here's the thing. You are accustomed to a certain lifestyle, you know, and the privileges. And the box was too hot. Mm-mm. Her nose was leaking up there. <laughs> leaking up there. <laughs> but it wasn't. 
it wasn't a real date. He yes, was like, was. do you want to go to the game? I that's don't know a, that's date. a date. That is a date. He was trying to pursue her. That is a up. date. He ain't pick you up. Y'all just met there. Yeah. I, no, you gotta yeah, go down there. Yeah. Go down. yeah, it ain't it ain't official. I didn't get no flowers. Nothing. It's not a date. He step his game oh, up. Oh my goodness. Deuces. So, oh, you know what else you talked about that I want to address too? What's What's that? That? This whole entanglement. You talked about oh, it on your special. You like yo, she did really like. Oh, I'm proud of you. Man, <laughs> no, because it's interesting. Because you know, I did the August interview where mm. he talked about it for the first time. Oh, okay. And everybody was like, "Oh my God, it's true." But you know, there's always whispers about things that are happening in Hollywood, and people right. kind of knew about it, as you were saying. Yeah. But it was like a shock to the rest of the world. Do you think that's something as a man that you could get over? I mean, you probably can. I mean, in, in time, but I like I said, for guys, <laughs> our egos are humongous. You got to throw it over your shoulder like the drink, mm -hmm. or you never gonna get past it. It's just gonna be a stumbling block. I think if you do it, don't ask too many questions because you get in there, you done. <laughs> like you know, was it better than me, babe? Oh what, man, y'all don't want to know. Oh, that. oh no, know. see, you can't get in there. That's like doing a, a threesome and then your girl leave for the other dude. Ooh. The reason I wrote that joke because it was something that like I heard about, heard about, heard or heard about. And then when it got revealed and I just studied it, I just had I gotta find an angle on it. That's funny. And that's how I got to the men being a side chick. Cause mm -hmm. guys don't realize in that situation, you you basically are the side chick. Like, mm -hmm. you know, she not leaving her man for you. You know, you 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 the cleanup. Right. right. You know, you come you get the Tuesday, Wednesday joint. <laughs> you get groundhog day. <laughs> groundhog day. <laughs> Did you actually go too far? Did you actually go too far? Because I, I said, I said, I said in the special, you got to learn your holidays when you're a side chick because you can't get the, the main holidays. Yeah. Not the majors. April Fool's Day and Groundhog Day. <laughs> See, she, she, give me some. I did a joke about Takashi that went viral. Like, it was just about how, um, I would be a snitch too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not doing 52 years or whatever they, they offered him was a lot of years. Like, mm -hmm. that's a lot. So I'm telling. Mm -hmm. Like, tell us about We're not going to negotiate this. Yeah, because a lot of people will be like, listen, the code is. Everybody <laughs> say the code is real till it's 55 years. That's right. Like, that's a that's a good amount of time to be away. You telling, Envy? I'm not doing no crime. But I'm just saying. I'm not. It depends. Who am I telling on? Did that, see, well, that also matters. Telling. Ah, Bill, Bill, Bill. Matters. But it's 55 years. He's telling. He's telling. He's, Envy, you're He's not telling. going to... It Envy, Envy, Envy is I telling. feel close enough to you to tell you you're not doing 50 Envy's years telling. for nobody. I mean, it depends. You're, if you're, it's a week, Envy's telling. Could you sit down for, for a weekend for your man? So a weekend for my man? For yeah, one of, of your best friends, yeah. whatever. For Can weekend? you sit down for a weekend? You could do it clean. Yeah, clean. But 50 years. He lying if he act yo, like... Yo, 50 get your back tight because yeah. you know what 50 is. And MB... 50 is a minute. Yo, you be like, my man, man? Like, you stop me. <laughs> like, yo, is he my cousin or my play cousin? Is he my, my, is he yo, my brother? Or so is he so the, 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 funny, the funny thing about it is it makes you question where you at with it. Right. Like, okay, are you that loyal or is loyalty crazy for you? Because that's a less amount of loyalty that makes no sense to me. Like, I didn't do the crime. You did. Yeah, and nobody now, should... if I didn't do the crime... No, your boy, you, you are a witness to something. And if you tell, you get off. Oh, if I didn't do the crime? Yeah, because sometimes you get it for be just being there. Mikey! <laughs> See, he's telling. You got to tell him, Mikey. They caught you, Mikey! They caught you. <laughs> they caught you! Come out! Come, Mikey! <laughs> you, yo, Mike, I got, your, I got all your stuff out here. <laughs> I'm going to hold it till you get out. Now, question. Uh, uh -huh. Charlamagne interviewed uh, Arsenio Hall. Yes. And he said when the show was over, you were supposed to replace him. Yes. Is there any truth to that? 
Yes, there, there was, there was, there, there, there was. So it was really an interesting situation. So they were looking for the next guy. I was literally like on the runway. I was sitting there. I had a deal. Um, I forget which network I had to deal with at the time. And so when Arsenio was leaving, I was kind of coming up in that little gap area right there. And so I had a show, the Bill Bellamy show. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what actually went wrong, but like at the last second, they was like, we're not going to do it. Damn. I was right there too. Uh-huh. I was like with the suit and everything. Dink. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it didn't happen. Maybe, maybe somebody was like, yeah, you know, they, you know, old school mafia style. Nah, you can't happen. Damn it. Now, now we always ask this before anybody leaves. Mount uh-huh. Rushmore of comedians. Who was on your Mount Rushmore? All right. So we going to go with everybody that I know influenced my career. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Bill Cosby. Cosby. Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Did I get one more, right? One more. Mm-hmm. One more. I'm going to go with George Carlin. Okay. So it's, it's a little different because mm-hmm. there's other people I could put in there, but I'm just going by people that influenced me that made me really want to be comedians like storytelling, mm-hmm. honesty, jokes, style. You know what I mean? Like those four comics off the top of my head were the ones that made me like, oh, dang, man, that looked fun as hell. Mm-hmm. Like just be up there talking for hours. But that's right. why your special is amazing. So Thank if you, people babe. haven't seen it, they definitely have to yes, check it out. Check I it want out. my life back. I want my life back and, on Amazon Prime. And top billing with Bill Bellamy. Yes. Make sure you check out the podcast. Yes. Who else is going to be on there? I know you've had T.I., you've had Lunell, Tony Rock. Um, Tony Rock. Uh, two Shorts next. Okay. Two Shorts. Two oh, wow. short, He's got great uh, stories. Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get Issa Rae. Nice. Uh, I'm, it's just going to be like eclectic people that you just be like, oh my God, I want to hear what they're going to say. So when we post them, it's every Wednesday. If you're listening right now, uh, if you want to follow us uh, at Top Billing, it's on Breakbeat Media. You can go there. But if you want to just go with a podcast on Spotify, you put it in top billing, it will come up, and then you will just be a following the show, and you can listen to it or watch it on YouTube. Okay. There it is. Well, we appreciate you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you, man. Always. It's Bill Bellamy. Holla! It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. It's Spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, on Friday, Nicki Minaj went on social media and said August 11th, Queen Radio, August 12th, Freaky Girl. So I guess that song is about to come out. And if you guys recall, she also had given a little bit of a snippet of Freaky Girl. Nicki Minaj also announced on Twitter on Friday that she'll randomly be choosing 10 people for purposes unknown. She said, I'll announce who you are on Queen Radio on August 11th. No, I'm not telling you how I'm choosing. No, I'm not telling you why either. Hashtag Freaky Girl. Hashtag Nick James. August 12th. I love you. Always have. Always will. All right. Okay. Okay. New music. Uh, Muhammad Ali's Rumble in the Jungle Belt sold for $6.1 million. That was from back in 1974, the heavyweight title fight that was at Rumble in the Jungle that was sold at an auction uh, just yesterday (laughs) for that amount. So in a tweet on Sunday, it was announced that the Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Ursay is the person that actually acquired the belt for his collection of rock music, American history, and pop culture memorabilia that is currently touring the country. It will be displayed on August 2nd at Chicago's Navy Pier and on September 9th in Indianapolis. Wow, that's a lot of money for that, but... All right, now let's talk about Rolling Loud. I saw everyone posting from Rolling Loud Miami over the weekend. Yeah, my son is there. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. He's still there. He's about to come back? He leaves, uh, I think his flight leaves this morning. 
Did he have a good time? He had a great time. Three days, him and his boys just had a a, a, a lovely time. He said, uh, he said a, a couple of people passed out, but he said they stopped the show and got them out. It was not too many problems. They were giving out survival packs is what they call it. I think it had water. I think it had uh, nuts, paws, and a couple other things to keep the kids hydrated and energized. Now, speaking of nuts, do you have conversations with uh, little Logie about how you and Gia are not ready to be grandparents yet? Logan has a girlfriend. He's good. I ain't asked you that. I asked you, do you have conversations with him about how y'all not ready to be grandparents yet? Oh, y'all ready? I don't know. No, you goddamn right we had those those, those <laughs> conversations. Goddamn right. Yes. Because you know how it was back in the day. No, you had to leave to go to Miami for a weekend? No, no. Nah, nah. he, no, he's Woo. he's partying with his, his boys. Like, they, they different oh, than uh, we did. Uh, no, really, Envy? No, no, really? No, no. Are they really? Yes, really? they going to roll around. They were listening to Division, were they? for like seven hours. Okay. Like, they went to roll around at three and they got back at 12. Like, he's, what he's, I mean? he's a different kid. Well, well let's what, talk what about Rolling. What did we do when we went to uh, Myrtle Beach Prom uh, Black Bike Weekend and uh, Freak Nick and the Classic in Orlando? What are you talking about? I did have those conversations with Logan, okay? <laughs> All right, so Rolling me? Loud Miami, Kanye West <laughs> canceled his set, but he did make a surprise appearance on Little Dirk's set to introduce his, uh, yeah, so here it is. And I get bleach on my t-shirt. I'm going to feel like a Hey, now I don't know how I don't know how true this is, but when he was telling me because he was telling me like three in the morning, he was excited because he was like after they kept throwing Who, stuff Kanye? at Kid, no, my oh. son. He said after they started throwing stuff at Kid Cudi, he said when Kid, I didn't get to that yet. Well, hold we're on, about but, to. But they said when Kid Cudi walked off the stage, that's when Dirk was on the other stage. So everybody that was at Kid Cudi ran over there and watched Kanye, and he was like, "Dad, it was amazing." Kanye came out and everybody was. How cheering. did Kanye get over there so fast after throwing that stuff at Cudi? <laughs> yeah, and that's somebody said today that it was Kanye throwing the water bottles at Cudi. That was definitely- all right. Well, <laughs> as you know, Kanye was replaced as a headliner for Rolling Loud Miami, and Kid Cudi was then a headliner, and he was performing. And he was disrespected while he was on that stage. People were throwing things. They said kept throwing things too. Yo, I will walk off the stage. If y'all throw one more thing up here, I will leave. I will leave right now. Throw one more thing on the stage. No, walk off. I'm not playing. I'm not playing. You will ruin it for everybody. I will leave. If I see one more thing on this stage, I'll leave. Damn. Y'all lucky Cuddy gave y'all a warning because he really didn't have to give y'all no warning. He could have just walked off. But they said they kept throwing things. They said something hit him in the face. They just kept, they were disrespectful. What happened to just beating people up? Now, Rolling Loud posted, Rolling Loud is a family. Our fans, the artists, and everyone involved need to look out for each other, share the love, (laughs) and be respectful to everyone. We love you, Cuddy. Please take care of each other, and let's have an amazing day, too, because this was just day one. What if if, if it was really Kanye? What if it was really Kanye? I think it was Kanye. And the reason I think it was Kanye is because Kanye, he be in disguise. You don't know. So I think. You don't know if that's really Kanye on stage or if you don't know that's really Kanye throwing stuff at Did you at see Kanye? the footage of Lady Gaga performing and they try to throw something at her and there's like an invisible shield that protects anything from hitting the stage? What? Mm-mm. You got to see that. They were throwing stuff at Lady Gaga. This was at another performance. What in the future? And there's is an that? invisible shield, I guess, that prevented it. You got to look it up. An invi- what do you mean <clears throat> an invisible Just shield? Just take a look. Google it. I don't know if it was invisible. It probably was transparent. See see through. A glass or something? I don't know what it was. Same thing they, put, they probably put around presidents when they when they speak 
All right. Well, mm. Kodak, uh, Kendrick Lamar also bought out Kodak Black. Future bought out Travis Scott. All of that was happening at Rolling Loud over the weekend, amongst <laughs> other things. And that is your rumor report. Tell me the remember story. back in the day when uh, somebody threw something at 50 on stage? You remember when Curtis Jackson, when that happened to Curtis Jackson? He jumped on the stage and chased Ooh, him? Jumped on the stage and chased him. The whole G unit jumped, <laughs> jumped in the, the crowd. <laughs> and I bet you that person hasn't thrown anything at a concert since. Goodness gracious. <laughs> All right. Well, that is your room report. Donkey, who are you giving your donkey to? Man, four after the hour, uh, let's talk about the police, okay, and how uh, police departments are rooted in systemic racism. We'll talk about it four after the hour. Got All a couple right. examples for you. Okay. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Everyone's pet is special, but what if yours was Super. Well, get ready for the new movie, Super Pets, starring Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. Together, they're teaming up to save the world in this incredibly funny movie. DC Super Pets in theaters July 29th, rated PG. Hi, bitch. Hee-haw. It's time for Donkey of the Day. I'm a big boy. I can take it. If he feel I deserve it, ain't no big deal. I know Charlamagne guy gonna have some funny sweet out of his mouth. If you gotta say something you may not agree with doesn't mean I'm mean. Who's getting that donkey? That donkey. That donk, 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 donk. Donkey of the Day right there. <laughs> the, the Breakfast Club, bitches. You can call me the Donkey of the Day, but like, I mean no harm. Donkey of the Okay, I'm ready. Salute to our guy Logic out there in Miami. Uh, 103.5 The Beat. We... Uh, debating over text of who we think is in the Black Panther uniform at the end of the new trailer. But anyway, Donkey of the Day for Monday, August 25th, goes to a former Mississippi police chief named Sam Dobbins in the entire police department in Kinley, North Carolina. Two different situations, okay? Uh, same old BS. Let me tell you something. I run into great police officers all the time. Drop on the clues bombs for all the great police officers out there. So I don't like generalizing all police officers. I don't like generalizing all of anybody. But, man, I've told y'all this before, and I will say it again. When you have institutions that are rooted in racism, institutions that were literally built on systemic oppression, institutions that were designed to oppress like police departments were, it's very hard for any good cops to change a effed up system. Okay, we look at these institutions like the police and we say the system is broken when the reality is, nope, they aren't broken. They are designed to do exactly what they are doing. Okay, and stories like Sam Robbins uh, in Mississippi and the Kinley, North Carolina Police Department are two primary examples of that. See, Sam Dobbins is a former Mississippi police officer and he was fired last week after audio surfaced allegedly of him using racist and homophobic slurs, telling one of his officers he wouldn't care if the officer killed a mother effer in cold blood, okay? I don't even know why the media is still saying allegedly in this situation, and that's part of the privilege of being white because you get the benefit of the doubt even after it's been proven you're guilty. But yes, Sam bragged about killing people in cold blood, but that's not all he said. Let's go to WRAL.com for the report, please. Terminate Chief Sam Dobbins from the position of Chief of Police with the city of Lexington. The board made its decision just days after former Lexington police officer Robert Lee Hooker released an audio recording from April. He says the conversation is between him and Dobbins, who at the time was his police chief. Hooker accuses Dobbins of creating a stressful and toxic work environment. We obtained the audio. In the recording, Hooker says you can hear Dobbins using the N-word. I got a big corn shoot out, man, a cornfield over there. Jimmy Dale Thomas, he worked it. Justified, bro. I shot that a hundred and ten times. Okay? I don't give a I don't give a if you kill a with a cold blood. Do it, right? Do you hear what I'm saying? I will articulate to fix the problem. And I'm the only man in the business here 
But that's not all. Hooker says Dobbins also made negative comments towards the LGBTQ community. I don't talk queers. I don't, I don't talk. I, I ain't got nothing for you. Mm, 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 mm. Bragging about shooting an N word 119 times. I don't know much about much. Okay, but I think I. I don't think I, I know racism when I hear it, and that to me sounds a lot like racism. Now, speaking of racism, let's talk about the Kenley Police Department in North Carolina. Friendly Kenley is what they call that town, but there's nothing friendly about an entire police department. The whole police department, except for, I think, three people. Well, no, actually, the whole police department quit in protest because the town hired a progressively responsible town manager who just happens to be a black woman. Let's go back to WRAL.com for the report, please. Chief Josh Gibson at the helm of the force for two decades, one of seven putting in a resignation letter. Gibson alluding to a hostile work environment since town manager Justine Jones was hired last month. Utility clerk Christy Thomas writes, due to the current situations and stress, I will not let myself be around that kind of atmosphere. Chief Josh Gibson says, due to a hostile work environment now present in the town of Kenley, I do not believe progress is possible. WRAL has learned Jones sued her previous employer, Richland County, South Carolina, for gender and racial discrimination after she was terminated in 2015. She alleges hostile treatment by county leaders and retaliation for reporting bad behavior. The lawsuit case was voluntarily dismissed. Salute to the new Kinley Town Manager, Justine Jones, black woman. Dropping the clues bombs for her. Okay. What's sad about all of this is none of us should be surprised. Like I told y'all earlier, regardless of how many good cops you may know, uh, because I know quite a few, it's a system rooted in racism. And being that it's rooted in racism, you will always have racists that gravitate to this line of work. I am a proud native native of South Carolina, amongst corner South Carolina to be exact. South Carolina is the place where in 1704, the origins of modern day policing were born. Okay, and they were called slave patrols. Their whole design was to empower the white population and police the movements of black people. Plenty of literature to read about this. Uh, what I would recommend is Slave Patrols, <clears throat> Law and Violence in the Virginia and Carolinas by Sally E. Haddon. Uh, that's the one you should read. And I promise you, when you read this and realize where these institutions like police departments come from, you will understand why we in the position we in now. And guess what? Some of them don't want to change. That's why when you put in a new manager, a black woman, Justine Jones, who's labeled as progressively responsible and who will come in and shake up the system, you cause a whole police department to quit. <laughs> you know how nuts that is? The police chief said, I have put in my two weeks notice along with the whole police department because the new manager has created an environment where I do not feel we can perform our duties and services to the community. I guarantee it's an environment of checks and balances. It's an environment where someone is actually trying to come in and shake up the system of the police that was rooted in racism. And so being that you feel like you can't perform your duties and services to the community, you decide to just quit on the community altogether. Huh? That's your answer? Uh, listen, systems don't change easily. Okay, systems try to maintain themselves and seek equilibrium. Okay, to change the system, you need to shake it up, disrupt the equilibrium. All right, that often requires conflict. OK, and this is how, you know, we aren't really making progress because progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. And these people who work for these systems don't want to change their minds about them because they don't think they're broken simply because they are working for the people they were designed 
to work for. Okay? Okay. Please give uh, Mississippi Police Chief Sam Robbins and the entire police department in Kinley, North Carolina, the biggest hee-haw. Good riddance. You know, one got fired, whole police department quit. You don't need to be there. I think it's only anyway. six. I know. I think it's six people that actually resigned. There's only six officers, I guess. Not too many people in, in that county. But what happens now? Who I police, don't know. Who but I, it town? still sounds crazy to say a whole police department <laughs> just retired. Like, so what happens on. now? I don't know. Now and one, who comes? Uh, this is a good opportunity to to, to actually change the system because now you can bring in a whole police department that actually cares. I don't know where you're gonna find that in in friendly Kenley, but maybe. My goodness. All right. All right, well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Now, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. We told you during front page news about a pastor that was robbed live as he was giving a sermon, right? Yeah, you got that? Oh, yeah, Bishop Lamar Whitehead in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened with him? Well, he was doing his sermon, and some armed mass gunmen came in and robbed him while he was live streaming. And he said they did take $400,000 worth of jewelry from him and his wife. All right. So we're opening up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Now, when we reported this story, uh, we got two sides. I mean, a lot of people were saying, why the hell was a pastor wearing $400,000 worth of jewelry in the middle of Brooklyn when a time where everybody's starving? I agree. That's what he gets. That's what people were saying. Hey, I ain't saying it, that's what he gets, but he should. if you're going to spend $400,000 in jewelry, how about spend three fifty in jewelry and 50000 in security? Arm security. That's, okay. Some people were saying that. Some people were saying, hey, that's his right. If he worked hard for his money, he should be able to wear what he wants to wear. Let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Power 105.1. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about uh, a story we reported during our front page news about a pastor in Brooklyn. You want to break it down, Yee? Yeah, Bishop Lamar Whitehead. He was in the middle of a sermon. It was live streaming when three masked gunmen broke in with their guns and stole $400,000 worth of jewelry from him and his wife, maybe from some churchgoers too. We don't know where all the jewelry came from, but he did have on some rings, a chain. Right. So when we reported the story earlier today, people were like, well, I mean, why the hell is he wearing $400,000 worth of jewelry in Brooklyn in the middle of a recession with all the wolves out and people are starving? Those people are right. Uh, Me, myself, you know, yes, it wouldn't be the smart decision to wear $400,000 worth of jewelry, but that's his right. He works hard for it. He can wear whatever he want to wear, right? That That's what life is about. And correct? they can rob whoever they want to rob. And they're going to rob the people that well, they see right out here. <laughs> and they're going to rob the people who they see out here flossing and stunting. The reality is, if you're going to spend $400,000 on uh, uh, jewelry, you should have security. And that goes for any past. That goes for anybody who wants to wear those kind of luxury things. Have security protecting you. That's it. Simple as that. And um, I feel like, you know, churches should have security period we've seen enough mass shootings happening happen in churches and places of worship nowadays that things like that you know should be prevented by having armed security in the churches anyway if you're gonna spend that kind of money on your cars and that kind of money on your jewelry how about spend on keeping your congregation safe yeah i, I get what you're saying but i also feel like if that man that pastor works hard he can spend his money on whatever he wants to spend his money you know what I mean? If he wants to, you know, have, who's, who's, have, who's the 
have a neck. diamond crown and have wear a diamond crown, he should be I'm, able to and not worry about getting robbed. No, he, that's not that's not how this works, Envy. That's how it should work. That's life. I don't care how I it just... You go, let me ask you a question. You're going to do things how they should or how things are? Well... Exactly. I don't want to pay taxes. We should not have to pay taxes because black people built this country for free. You, but it. no, because <laughs> I'm not going to jail. Uh, all right. I'm not going to have the IRS knocking me, at my door. All right. So my point is, yes, people should be able to wear what they want to wear without being robbed. But that's not the reality of the situation. So if you're going to spend 400000 on some jewelry, spend three fifty on jewelry and 50000 on security. To. All what right. say ye? I mean, of course, I would hope that something like that wouldn't happen. It's like when somebody's driving a nice car and then they blame you for getting carjacked because why were you driving such a nice car? Yes, yeah, yeah. So why? I can't drive a nice car? In this, you know, in this neighborhood. So I get that. And it's a shame that something like this had to happen. Me personally, you know, I live in Brooklyn and I don't even own jewelry worth that much money. And I mostly wear costume jewelry anyway. That's, you know what, Ye? You smart. You, you telling know. the you giving out the right message this morning. So that's okay. but that's just for me personally. But I would think in church, you would hope that would be a safe haven. But unfortunately, it's not. And you know, I'm sorry that something like this had to happen to him. And like he said, he just, his congregation is traumatized from this experience. And I feel like he's gotten a lot of press lately. And the way that they uh, the way that they talk about him in the media, oh, the flashy, you know. That's and right. I think that's why he, made he was, a target. That's why he was targeted because of how the media has put him out there for things that have happened, you know, in the past you just so. told brooklyn look man i know y'all hear me on the radio i know y'all know i got these businesses <laughs> but there ain't nothing over here ain't for y'all to get bro all my money is in my businesses like i'm still trying <laughs> that's to right. make some money that's right we get yeah. it ye. we get it ye. i got on costume jewelry right now yeah i believe you gonna be like, look, my not real gold real. earrings that, that car i drive ain't even a real car it's a fake car too goodness it's all plastic these people out here ruthless they robbed amy from jeopardy <laughs> they heard about Amy winning all them goddamn prize winnings, and they robbed Amy, bro. Not Amy. Hello, who's this? Man, this is Pre from Omaha, Nebraska. What up, Angela? Yeah, and hey. I'm in a Gandhi to Envy. Peace, King. Man, they was wrong for going in there robbing that, robbing that pastor like that in that church. But my whole thing that they take four hundred thousand off the tur- uh, off the pastor, or was that just collectively with the jewelry? Well, we don't know. It, it sounds like he had jewelry, but if you really think about it, let's say the pastor bought himself a nice watch, right? Everybody's wearing a Richard Mill. He may, maybe he bought a Richard Mill watch. Ooh. That watch could be two, three hundred thousand right there. So it ain't a lot of jewelry. He just got a watch on. And if yeah, his wife got one on, and an engagement ring. That's 400. Yeah, they took their rings and everything. Man, y'all asking the wrong questions. How much they going to get for it in the street, man? How, what, what's that? That's the <laughs> that, that, How much they going to get in the street? Stop it, man. How much they going to get? Uh, if it's a Richard Mill watch, let's say, probably get about a uh, cash by 80, 70. That, but you know, lick. you're right. It could be their wedding bands, her wedding ring, and all of that, too. And sometimes people spend money on that stuff. 800-585-1051. We're talking about the pastor who got robbed in Brooklyn while he was live streaming. They took it for his, his jewelry. They said $400,000. People are like, oh, well, you shouldn't be wearing that in Brooklyn anyway doing a, a live sermon during the recession. But I feel like he worked hard for it. He should wear whatever he want to wear. Man, shut up. No. Yes, you can wear whatever you want to wear and people can rob whatever they want to rob. The reality of the situation is don't wear nothing you can't protect. And if you can't protect it yourself, you better hire somebody to protect it for you. All right. 800-585-1051. What are your thoughts? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it now. I like it now. I like it now. I like it now. Call me. Add your opinions to The Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about uh, what's his name, Pastor Whitehead. Yeah, Bishop Lamar Whitehead. Yep, he got robbed over the weekend live. He was doing his sermon on live, and I, I guess he does it. He streams it, and they robbed him on the stream. Him and his wife get on the floor. They and took potentially everything. Potentially some churchgoers, but we're not sure. They haven't revealed that. But four hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry is gone. You know, his wedding ring. I'm sure his wife's wedding ring. He said they were actually tapping him to see what jewelry he had on underneath his um his shirt and all of that. Hey, so. y'all felt up under the um <laughs> the pastor's cloth, man. What's the thing? Y'all went on up under the pastor's robe. Y'all freaky. But boy. I also know he feels like he's been targeted because of the way the media has portrayed him uh, in the past. Don't blame calling the media. Him the flashy pastor. So he thinks that they've been watching him. That's how they knew he had on all the jewelry. The media can't do anything but uh, showcase what you're giving them. Now you. You've been to his church before, right? Not the one in Canarsie, but yes. How big? Oh, I was gonna say, how big is the church? Um, it's a nice size. It's a it's a good size you church. See and he's, in with them guns. he's really well known in the community. I actually did a peace walk with him and our mayor Eric Adams, um, over the summer and Fabio Foreign. And I bet you any amount of money that pastor didn't think that they were coming in there to rob him. He probably thought they was coming in there to shoot up the place because of all the mass shootings that we've seen That's in these places of yeah, worship. He, right. he said he they kicked in the door and he wasn't sure what was going to happen first when they, they burst in there. And, and you know, you're concerned about people that's, uh, you know, the pe- the congregants that are there that are innocent and you want to make sure that nobody gets harmed. So he just got that's on right. the ground, did what he had to do. If you have any type of mega church, you should have armed security in there. I'm surprised there was no off-duty police officers in church. That's Think about true, it. too. You know, just serve, especially in Brooklyn, you know, off-duty police officer in church and, you know. I tell y'all one thing. Try that at the Potter House and see what happens. That damn Potter House in Dallas, boy, that is a fortress. You hear me? Okay? It's not going to happen. Hello, who's this? What up, though? This is Snipe from Detroit. What, what up, though? What up, though? <laughs> I'm going to be in Detroit this week, actually. What's going on, bro? What's your thoughts, man? Man, I think it was a scam, man. I, I watched a little bit of his response. His first his first little words was like, they came in specifically for me and my wife. And then he switched to the round saying he didn't know what they were there for, so he told everybody to get down. Why would he be wearing all that? Yeah, he could he could wear whatever he want to wear, but why would he be wearing that in front of in front of the, you know what I'm saying? His service people like that, man. And, and was it a cross? Or? If it was an iced out cross, I might can understand. Was it a Jesus piece? What was it? Even that, no. Even that too, man. It, it's more than just that though. With with them with them pastors, man. I got a lot of issues with them pastors, man. But I just think that that was a scam, man. It was a setup. Okay. A setup for what? <laughs> like, why would you set yourself up like that? He's already making money. Hello, who's this? Unless it's a insurance scam. Hello. Hey, DJ Envy, what's going on, man? What's up? Who's this? It's DJ Stretch out of Orlando, way up Houston, Texas. What's up, bro? Stretch, brother? what up? What's your thoughts, man? So first, uh, man, it's kind of crazy because growing up, you know, traditionally you see a lot of black churches where we've always heard about pastors, you know, financially, you know, making a living off of the church and their income. You know, if we, I mean, growing up for myself, I could say pastors, black pastors at churches always had like Cadillacs, you know, always had the nice suits, like it was real, real fancy stuff. So for one thing is, you know, you don't hear a lot of churches getting robbed a lot of the times. So the, the one question is, yes, why do you have $400,000 worth of jewelry inside of the church, for one? Yep. For two, um, the next question is, does anybody think this is an inside job or not? Because you're streaming live, you get robbed on live, Bro, all Man. churches scream live nowadays for the most part. Yeah, especially bro. since the pandemic. It's just something that's been ongoing. True. That is something that's been ongoing. Um, but, I mean, yeah. 
And the Bible says, come as you are. That applies to pastors, too. And he actually has been known for kind of dressing regular, so it's more relatable. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with if that, that's how, you know what I'm saying, you dress yourself. But at the end of the day, like, come on now, jewelry is not everything, though. It's everything not, it's I not. agree. But he I, might, but I he tell might you this, though. Like it, but he might just like it, and that could be his thing. Some people are into jewelry, some people are not. Some people are into fancy cars, some people are not. Some people like nice clothes, but if that's what he is, and, and he built his whatever he built, you know, he might be writing books. He might do speaking engagements. He might get money outside of it. He might be into real estate. He might be into stocks and bonds or crypto. So he might make money in okay. a bunch of different ways. He can, he if can he bro. wants to be able to, you know, wear jewelry or whatever, he should be able to but do he gotta it protect without it. being judged. He got to protect it. He, he do got to protect it. Okay, so look, I got, I got, I'm going to do this for you. If this is what a pastor's response would be to you, doesn't it say in the Bible, do not store your treasures on earth, but up in heaven? So obviously it's showing that you're storing a lot of your treasures here on earth in materialistic things, which in the Bible it does teach teach you that you shouldn't do that. I, I hear what you're saying, King, but I, I I don't I don't care what the pastor decides to buy or, or how he chooses to spend his money. But if you're going to do that, you got to protect it. That's all I'm simply saying, and that goes for anybody out there. It ain't just the pastors. If you're going to be out here with your jewelry on and your fancy cars and all that kind of stuff like that, just protect it. And know where you at at all times. You got to know what type of environment you're in. Now, it, yeah, it, I'm sure he'll move differently now because, you know, uh, Bishop Lamar Whitehead has always worn jewelry and done these things and never had an issue before. So maybe you start to feel too comfortable. So yeah. maybe now moving forward to protect everybody, that's something that he's going to have to do. That could be it. But let me ask you a question. If they went to rob, right, and the, and the pastor just grabbed the, the burglar's hand and said, let me pray for you right now. You think the burglar still would have robbed him? No. He would have shot him. Damn. Probably. Damn. My daddy used to always say, boy, that nigga's so crazy, he'll shoot you in church. Boy, there's a lot of crazy kids out here nowadays. You still get on the ground and, and, and pray for him. But, I've been praying out loud. I wouldn't grab nobody's Father hand at a time I like that. Because at the end of the day, those material things, go ahead and take it. But, like, if you rob a church, don't you think you, like, if there's anything past hell, I, you got to go there? I hate to tell y'all this, but we've seen worse things happen in church. You know, when you see all of these mass shootings that have happened in churches... You know, you know, I think of the, uh, Emmanuel AME in, in Charleston, South Carolina, the Emmanuel 9. When you think about, you know, uh, the places of worship that right. have been shot up and people have been killed, we've seen worse things. So what I would like to see these places of worship do is actually invest money in security. Yeah. I get what you're saying, but, you know, a lot of times when they say those things happen, they say uh, the person had mental illness, right, or the mental problems. Anything is a handle melt problem. Well, thank God everybody's alive and no one got hurt. I will say that. Thank God everybody is okay. Like you said, the people are traumatized. They had to witness something like this. And so praying for that for them and their well being. Yeah. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. Yes, and since we're talking about money, let's talk about the baby. He was on the Full Send podcast, and he was talking about how much he makes for club appearances, collaborations, all of those things. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, you know him as Uncle Bob, and that is the former New Orleans police officer who saved Little <clears throat> Wayne's life back in 1994. And uh, his real name is Robert Hubler. He was found dead on Friday in his home in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana. Here was Little Wayne talking about Uncle Bob. Age of 12 years old, I shot myself. Police knocked on the door. I was right there. They knocked the door down. Everybody jumped over my body to go get the guns and drugs and whatever they could find. It took one guy to stop right then. 
was cussing everybody that hopped over me out. Like, what the f are y'all doing? They say, oh, no, 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 we was going to see if it, what the f are y'all doing? We called the ambulance. He didn't drop me off at the ambulance and say, you take him. He brought me to the hospital room and made two and stood there and waited till the doctor said he's going to, he's going to make it. The motherfucker that hopped over me was blacker than me. My life was saved by a white man. I don't know what race is. I know a good motherfucker named Uncle Bob, though. All right, a nurse later had said that if they had waited for an ambulance, Little Wayne would have died. Mm. So rest in peace to Robert Hubler, a.k.a. Uncle Bob. Absolutely. I'm sure Wayne is uh, taking care of the funeral or mm-hmm. something like that. I'm sure. Yeah, you know, there was mm-hmm. a rumor that he had passed away before, and Little Wayne had said that he would financially support him in any way. And when the, they thought he was dead, he said he was going to pay for the funeral. But it turned out he hadn't died. That was back in 2019. Mm. All right, now the baby did an interview on the Full Send podcast, and he talked about a lot of different things, like whether or not he. He like Kodak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. back in though, what the f- no way? Nah, he ain't back in. Kodak, no. oh man, he good. No. Man. A lot of this <laughs> don't be mad. It's just me. Yes, yeah, see y'all. All right. Take, take the audio down. Well, take he the audio said down. he messes with Trump because Trump uh, let Kodak out. Nobody so. heard what what. The I'm just audio telling was. you what he said. Yeah, Goodness. that's what. Gracious. Basically, he said about supporting Trump. <laughs> Wasn't clean properly. All right, now the baby also most amazing, most amazing show in America. Ain't and it though? The Breakfast Club. Ain't it though? Okay. He also spoke about um, <laughs> shooting at a trespasser. Are oh, you gonna play some audio? You trust the? Re- you don't you trust really, it. All right, really how about the ones we just already? Now? Okay. No, right. I wouldn't do it. Well, here's dumps. one thing I do know: it doesn't have any curses. He talked about the most that he ever got for a feature. You sure? Mm-hmm. What's the, the most for a feature? Mother effing, like on a feature. Do a leap or no? Feature. Was it Dua Lipa? Because I saw that with three fifty. I got a bag. Dua Lipa, it's, it's on the internet. So I'm gonna say it. It was three hundred fifty k, just pretty lit. I think it was three even. It said three fifty. It, it might have been three. Who said that? That's on the internet, but yeah. I who the f- said that? A bunch of different articles. Yeah, I can't believe everything you see on the internet, buddy. Well, so I'm asking. That's why I'm asking everything you. you see. I think it was three hundred. To be fair, I think she got I don't off cheap. Throw no extra grease in the pan. Should ask for four hundred. It was at least three though. It was three. <laughs> It might have been 350. That song has 1.4 billion streams on Spotify. Absolutely. They love it overseas. He said he used to make 15,000 from club appearances, but now he gets about 200,000 just for a club appearance. I believe it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he'll perform a couple of songs, too, if he's in the mood for that. All right. And Jordan Peele's Nope finished on top of the box office with $44 million over the weekend. That is Jordan Peele's third movie to debut at number one. So congratulations to him on that. I cannot wait to see Nope. Because, you know, when, you, when, when you're when you married with four kids, you know, you you, you, you got to pick and choose your date night. So we chose mm-hmm. to go to the uh, Chris Rock, Kevin yeah. Hart show this Saturday. But I can't wait to see Nope. Yeah, I'm going to go see that this week sometime. Mm-hmm. I was in Chicago. I was like, should I go see it here? But I didn't have time. All right, and Marvel has dropped their first trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So get ready for that. Um, I know you guys are excited. It was initially scheduled to arrive in May, but has since received a new release date of November 11th. Phenomenal. I can't wait to see, you know, uh, how they tie in, uh, the, 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 well, the, the real passing of Chadwick Boseman, but how do they explain that in the movie of, of T'Challa's death? And I can't wait to see who is the Black Panther in this film. And Atlanta has shared their teaser for their fourth and final season. So get ready for that. That will premiere in September on FX and on Hulu. All right. All right. That is your rumor report. All I'm right. Angela thank, Gee. And thank listen, you, happy, happy born day to our very own Nala Simone. Drop on the clues bonds for Nala Simone. Nala, what up? Yeah, today is her, uh, her, her born day. 
She's out the country celebrating. Salute to Nyla, man. As she should. NYLA. And I also want to uh, shout out to Stellarfy.com. I did this whole five-day challenge, and so I want to give a shout-out to everybody who signed up and took some steps toward building their credit by doing the Stellarfy five-day credit challenge. So shout-out to everybody who did that. You can still sign up at Stellarfy.com. All right. People's Choice Mix is up next. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Everyone's pet is special, but what if yours was super? Well, get ready for the new movie, Super Pets, starring Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. Together, they're teaming up to save the world in this incredibly funny movie. DC Super Pets in theaters July 29th, rated PG. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Reminding you guys, don't forget August 20th, my car show hits New York City, Atlantic City. So if you're out and about, come on out. It's the North versus the South. So I know Trader Truth, Turkey Leg Hunt, and a bunch of brother car clubs from Atlanta coming on down. So it's going to be the East versus the, the, the South or North versus the South. So I need New York, New Jersey, Philly, Connecticut, and surrounding areas. If you want to get your car in the car show, just email me, djmvcarshow at gmail.com. Of course, we got celebrity cars from Little Uzi, Meek Mill, 50 Cent, Little Kim, just to name a few. We got rides for the kids. It's going to be a family fun day and kids five and under our free so bring the family out and we're gonna have a good time that weekend that's right and i want to tell everybody man uh on sunday august 28th make sure you get your tickets for the black effect podcast festival it's happening on sunday august 28th uh in brooklyn at the mirage we got uh your some of your favorite podcasts like the 85 south show doing their podcast live y'all just ran into chico and carlos miller shout out to those brothers. in texas yeah, I seen him. Yeah, I seen him in Houston. Yep, they were there, they were there for Trade Day weekend, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, All the smoke, uh, doing their podcast live. Horrible decisions, doing their podcast live. So if you want to get tickets, hit us up, blackeffect.com backslash podcast festival uh, to get your tickets to come to the Black Effect Podcast Festival on Sunday, August twenty eighth. Got a positive note? I do, man. And the positive note is simple. Uh, people don't realize how much of a privilege it is to be a part of someone's life and journey until you're on the outside trying to get in. Just always remember, man, uh, doing wrong by authentic people is never it. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there... Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. 
get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.